Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran New York City-based jazz saxophonist Mike DeRubo. We talked about his new 2023 CD, Inner Light, surviving COVID, his career in jazz, and so much more. Ever since he arrived in New York two decades ago, he has reigned supreme as one of the most durable and dynamic musicians of his generation. What sets him apart from the rest was his apprenticeship under the legendary alto saxophonist and educator, Jackie McLean. He first heard the music of the spheres in the fourth grade as a clarinetist before switching to the alto at the age of 12 it's been on the up and up ever since enjoy his story what's up man how you doing pretty good pretty good how about yourself good good nice to meet you you too thanks for reaching out thanks for taking a minute out today i appreciate it yeah man pleasure's all mine so before we get into the brand new album i want to know you know the pandemic did quite a, a, a spin on all of us mm-hmm. how did you get through that time period and how did it change you uh i had my situation was weird because um uh my partner at the time my my girlfriend um had family that down in tampa and she did not want to stay in manhattan here in new york and i did but you know make a long story short i went along with her and moved to tampa during the so i was down there during the pandemic like literally like that the Sunday before they shut down New York, I think we hit the road. And uh, and then I came back um, December of last year, back to New York City. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was strange, man. I mean, I was playing a little bit down there, but, you know, I mean, it's just it's such a reality check that your whole existence can just stop like that, you know? yeah i mean we weren't the only ones a lot a lot of different uh a lot of different people had that same situation but you know it's it's kind of sobering but um i'm happy to be back in new york for sure does it feel like new york's kind of come back to where it was before or even better how does it feel there i mean it feels it feels good i mean i i live in an area that's pretty vibrant you know down here in the west village um we you know smalls is down here and mesro and the village vanguard um so you know i think once the the travel opened up for people to to visit again from from overseas that really made a difference because this you know new york is such an international city yeah and that's such a big part of of who comes to hear jazz here in new york as well for sure. Well, it has to feel good to have your new album out, Inner Light. Talk to me a little bit about kind of the overall feeling of having a release come out now. I mean, it feels great, man. It's just it's it's a reminder that you know I have to find a way every year or two to get some music out there, you know. Um, but this is all you know is is very inspired on on uh, my move back to New York and. Um, most of the most of the compositions i wrote in the past six months here um so yeah it feels real good and the response has been pretty good so far so i'm happy about that well i've listened to it quite a bit i dig it and it feels like it 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 does have that sense of kind of this triumphant we're back at it you know this is what we do and we're going to do it now you know okay kind of a thing yeah so ultimately what are you hoping the listener gets from this album Oh, I mean, I always just hope to uh, 
to really reach people on an emotional level where they um and 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 the beauty of instrumental music i think is that, that it's open to interpretation to the individual listening um you know whatever that feeling might be i just hope that i do evoke some emotion in people and and um and hopefully to bring some happiness to people you know it's just uh it, it it can feel really dark these days with everything that's happening you know yeah and and a lot of it you have to take with a grain of salt you know with the headlines because people are trying to sell us stuff at the end of the day right but but there's a lot of real pain and suffering happening in this world and you know um <clears throat> it's funny because as you're as you're growing up and you read history and you're studying the music and you're like wow you know uh i didn't live through this or i didn't live through that you know how's my music really going to speak to people but then you stop and you really look around and you're like wow we are living through some pretty deep stuff happening right now as we speak and um you know as a musician uh, i just feel like that at the end of the day that's the the, the thing i can uh, the best thing i can do you know in this world is this is to keep creating and keep putting it out there yeah yeah it seemed like there was these episodic blips until 9 11 happened and then mm -hmm. we have the pandemic like things mm -hmm. have progressively gotten heavier so mm -hmm. as an artist you mm -hmm. know i mean it's kind of that bob dylan moment for everybody like th this is the time to shine we're living through every single facet of what we're going through right now has an exclamation point next to it yeah know? yeah so, man. it's crazy i mean if you just take like the weather i mean it's just like the stuff happening and the, just like the natural disasters and it's really wild man but um yeah i mean ultimately i hope my music can uh provide a respite for people and just put them in a place you know for however long it is if they listen to one song or they listen to the whole album um yeah i just i want to bring some joy to people i want to make them think a little bit and um at the end of the day that's that's uh, what i want to do so let's get to the beginnings of this journey in jazz where were you born and raised how did all of this begin for you <clears throat> um you know i wish i could say i you know my dad had every blue note record and all that but it, it wasn't that way my, my dad he came over from italy when he was 15 years old so i'm first generation on my dad's side my mom's also italian-american uh they met in new haven connecticut that's where i grew up yeah. um and you know started in in school band my dad was into the sound of the saxophone when I was 12, he bought me an alto. I mean, before that, I started on clarinet. I did want to play saxophone, but they started me on clarinet back then. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, which is actually a good thing in hindsight, you know. Um, and then since I was 12, you know, I had, you know, music was a big part of, of what I did every day. Um, no, no real direction from a teacher or anything like that. I just kind of was in band in school. And then a band director in high school, I think around my junior year, kind of, you know, he put me, put me, took me aside, said, you know, I think music would be a good career for you if you haven't been thinking of that. And 
<clears throat> he kind of put the bug in my ear and had my auditions at Berkeley up in Boston, like everyone. And and then I auditioned at the University of Hartford. Jackie McLean was there, and I was unfamiliar with Jackie McLean uh, at that point in my life. And I don't know, just meeting him personally and being around him, uh, his kind of aura, um, the way he spoke, um, he, he really turned me on to, to, to go to that program. And it was a real blessing that I got to be around him uh, those four years that I was there. So that, that was, you know, once I got there, I put the blinders on. I felt like I had all this catching up to do, you know, and really um, started going back and, and, and learning uh, from the masters, people like Charlie Parker and Lester Young and Dexter Gordon, Sonny Rollins, Coltrane, so on and so forth. So, yeah, a re real time of, of, of study. So what was the first live show that you ever saw that blew you away? Oh, man. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, the first concert I ever went to was a Billy Idol concert. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the New Haven Coliseum, man. That was loud. And <clears throat> I mean, I was into that. I was into rock and, and heavy metal as, as a kid. You know, I grew up in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, so everything from Van Halen to Michael Jackson to Earth, Wind and & Fire and then the stuff that came before, um, I loved all of it. Played along with all of it on the radio. Played a bunch of guitar in high school as well. Um, but I remember seeing the Chick Corea electric band, I think it was, the trio at that point, uh, which was probably uh, Dave Weckl and, and Patitucci at that point, I think. Yeah. In the 80s, I think at the Newport Jazz Festival. I had some some friends that were like a couple of years older than me in high school, and they were like always trying to hit me to some different... They were like a little more into fusion, you know? Yeah. And... Um, and I remember seeing Pat Metheny also in New Haven. Um, I think that was around the time he had that album, Marching Out, Marching Out. Um, but really, man, I mean, you know, being around Jackie McLean that and and hearing his band in the in the late '80s down at the Village Vanguard, we'd come down and and come to see him. That 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 always just kind of blew me away. It's just kind of like, you know, yeah, just the, the energy coming from the bandstand and. <clears throat> that was really like my focus of how, you know, where, you know, the, where I wanted to be musically, you know? So, um, yeah, I gave you a lot of answers. <laughs> that's no, that's good. I, I like it. Yeah. We, we kind of hit a lot of, it was like missile command. We just kind of engulfed everything. You know, my yeah. favorite Jackie McLean story. I can't remember who told me this, but they were, they were on tour with him in Italy. And he loved gelato and they went and got, and all he wanted after the show was ice cream. He didn't want to drink. He just wanted to go get ice cream. And it was just so wild how that story humanized him, you know, because we, especially us pedestrian civilians that listen to this music, we think about these legends and there's just these tall skyscrapers, a story that go around him. Oh, but when man. you can hear that a legend just wants an ice cream cone and imagine them having it, it just kind of <laughs> brings everything down to an elemental level yeah yeah man i mean that was that was something i i i i noticed early on when i met some of these uh idols of mine like the first time i met elvin jones at the blue note i think i was still in high school and it's just they're, they're so accessible like you know you grow up thinking of 
these people that you know the same way i might have thought of uh whoever you know uh eddie van halen or something how, how are you going to get access to w one of the dudes in van halen you know but like here are these jazz musicians in this intimate setting elvin jones is coming off the stage shaking hands with everybody and he put his arm around me and nearly broke my ribs he was so strong <laughs> but i it was almost kind of like it was almost like a letdown a little bit like you're like oh wow these guys really are human beings you know yeah. like um but yeah just a little side note yeah no it's interesting um van halen got back together and they came to kansas city in 2007 and i saw him uh -huh. and and the opening band i think was cool in the gang okay. and I heard an interview with David Lee Roth and I was like, why the hell did they have those guys? They could have had anybody. Yeah. And I guess the first show that David took Eddie to was a cool in the gang show. Oh, so wow. there's this enormous road of nostalgia. They were traveling down by having these cats come yeah. on the road with them. So anyway, I always thought that was interesting because it's just so interesting when you think about how things start and how people begin this, this journey, like yeah. their journey into it began with cool and the gang and yeah. turned into run with the devil and eruption and everything that we consume from them. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so. Didn't one of their, one of their dads play clarinet on that song, ice cream man. He played jazz clarinet, right? Like the, the Van Halen dad did. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it was in their lineage. That's interesting because I remember that. And I was yeah. wondering if there was some kind of jazz idiom that they kind of got baptized in early on. I think but so, yeah. I do know that the first instrument that Eddie was on was drums and Alex was on guitar. Okay. And they switched. So, okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm just now starting to listen to the biography called yeah. Running With The Devil. And they're okay. just talking about how by 1985, it was all falling <laughs> apart. But for us, mm -hmm. as people consuming it, that yeah. was the height of their powers. We were like, where are they going to go next? Right. And right. next was Van Hagar. So it's, it's, wild. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to me, like just to tie it into the, like this and jazz and everything else. I mean, there's just, it doesn't matter the genre. I think like when there's a certain kind of musicality and, and a depth, like i i feel the swing in eddie van halen's playing you know what i mean there's a just and you see you see video after sorry i hope you, you didn't hear that you no. see video after video of 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 people you know doing their version of one of Ed, eddie's uh you know eruption or whatever it is and you hear the notes man but you just don't hear the feeling behind the notes and that's always the thing that i you know for me it's like i'm gonna play things that i that i really hear like it has to sound like it's a, the intention is there yeah what you're playing so that's what i look for in in the in the people that i like to listen to and the people that i love you know whether it was coltrane or jackie mclean or bird or dexter gordon you know the the, the intention behind the notes more so than just these notes you know yeah well, and I guess that's the one thing about Elvin and these guys that we've mentioned. There's something to be said about longevity, and you've been at this for a long time. What have you consistently loved the best about being a professional musician? Oh, man. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, it's to do what you love is just uh, an amazing thing, you know? I, I mean, you're giving up some stuff, of course, economically, a lot, mostly. Um, but, um, I mean, it just, it just fills my soul so much 
to play in front of people and to see their response and to, and to see how enthusiastic they get and how much the music we're playing uh you know lifts them up so it's just like it's just like this mutual thing and i guess in a way it's a it's a it's a certain kind of high you know um and and you want you want to you want to replicate it or at least uh you know try um but but yeah the ability to be able to touch all these different people all over the world and i mean what we're doing is it's a good thing i mean you know um there's so many things that, that in this world that are really not coming from a place of truth or, um, you know, um, to, to try to help people, you yeah. know, and, um, it's all good. So I, I'm really, you know, I'm blessed to be in this industry, in this, in, if you want to call it an industry, but to do what I do. I think the thing that I've noticed over all this time that I've been covering jazz is that the community there's so much good that goes into it, like Elvin coming up to you. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of these guys that don't need to come up to people after a show, especially younger people. But there's this there's this kindred spirit. And there's also this level, I think, in the legends and luminaries where they want to turn that light on. They want you to love what they're doing. And if mm -hmm. you're a musician, too, potentially passing that on to keep this more vibrant, because mm -hmm. all of the elders have known this is an art form that needs to keep going and it needs the youth mm -hmm. and education or just on the stage to pick that baton up and run with it for sure yeah and 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 because you know uh we're more of a niche mark in this market of music and this entertainment industry whatever however you want to uh, label it i think a lot of it falls on us as well you know not only are we the ones performing recording and all that but we're also the ones that are getting the word out to the people <clears throat> we're approachable we're you know you have to take you know you have to take that opportunity at the end of a show to connect with people and and even during a show is something i've learned more and more as i've progressed in my career is to really communicate with the audience on the microphone as well because um it's very easy as an artist you know we're so caught up in what we do that you can misunderstand misinterpret the vibe of an audience uh, like i've i've played for for people and um sometimes they don't even clap after souls and i'm just thinking to myself oh my god these people just hate me like what can i do to get on their side and uh and then at the end of the show you have all these people coming up to you just saying wow that was so amazing it was blah 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 so you never really know like what people are thinking you know yeah and i find that if i get on the microphone speak to them a little bit explain to them like yeah you can make some noise in between you can if you, you can feel enthusiastic and, and and show us some of that love if you want um just to let them know you know because you know i've heard i've heard people describe going to see uh the coltrane quartet back in the day like it was almost like you um uh you came in on a, on a private thing that you weren't even supposed to see or something like that you know what i mean um and believe me i'm not i'm not like this guy that's just hey folks how you doing and, you know <laughs> i'm definitely not that guy but i've i've become a little more open to just try to communicate to the people and, and try to let them understand what we're doing 
that even if it does sound very intense, it's coming from a place of love and that we hope that they can, you know, just feel that energy for, for the next hour and, and, and we could all communicate together. Yeah. So ultimately, at the end of the day, why do you love jazz? Oh, man, I think once it gets into your bones, I mean, it's it's just the source of, of, of so much of all the music we love, especially in this country, you know. Um, and as a saxophone player, I think it just kind of lends itself that you're going to go in that direction, you know, like, yeah. uh, um, but no, I love the feeling of it. I love the openness of it. I mean, really it's you know it's the it's, it's boundless it's endless it's limitless you know so yeah so let's get to the essence of you everyone has a perception of you family friends fans but <laughs> you're in control you run the show what's your perception of you who do you think you are me <laughs> i don't know man i'm working on that like i'm working on that a lot these days meditating and things and um i can be really hard on myself and not as kind as I would like to be uh, to myself. Um, I'd like to see myself more the way other people see me, but I'm just uh, kind of hard on myself a lot of the times. And um, but um, you know, I, I, I just want to be a person that attracts uh, good people, and yeah. and and can be a source of happiness for other people as well. You know. Yeah, I dig it. So, Mike, Interlight's the new album. If anyone wants to pick it up, stream it, see you yeah. live, anything about your world, where can they go? Just go to MikeDerubo.com, M-I-K-E-D-I-R-U-B-B-O.com. Uh, I, I keep that up to date. I'm pretty good about that. I'm on Instagram as well under my name. I'm on Facebook under my name as well. Uh, but all those links are on my website. And, uh, yeah. Right on. Mike, yeah, this has been great. Thank you again for reaching out. I'm glad we connected. I love the music. Best of luck with everything. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Appreciate it as well. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Connecticut, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Mike for his time, energy, and story. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube, and for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.